Hello. Oh, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hello. Hi, we're on. It's happening. That's Steel. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Yes. Oh, maybe too good. Are you hyped up? What's happening? I am hyped up. It was a great week. Okay. I didn't know. Oh, yes. Of course. Yes, of I'm course. Sorry. We were just talking about Bye Bye Birdie and things. My mind wasn't on the state of the world. Wait, so you should be hyped up as well because anytime Bye Bye Birdie is mentioned, you should be hyped up. I mean, I'm glad you like it. and I love it. I'm love glad it. that J-Lo version never came to fruition. So yes, those two things do make me happy. There are many things <laughs> this week that remind me that God exists. <laughs> The midterms and that J-Lo bye-bye birdie never happening. Because Lord, if they were like giving the green light to, we're going to make them both teachers now. It's like, what? Why are we rewriting the script? I could go on all day, but it never happened. Why go on about something that never happened? That's a great question. That's a great question. (laughs) This episode of Two Gay Mats is brought to you by Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that is powered by CTT. Really easy. Just... Put the powder in, mix it with water, and it works two times faster than just drinking water alone. Yes. And it has three times the amount of electrolytes than any other sports drink. And the flavors are great. I've tasted four flavors so far. Lemon, lime, map home. Lemon, lime's my shit. We love it. Passion fruit, the apple kombucha, which I love kombucha. Iconic. And the vitamin C, the uh, one that gives you a good immunity. And I thought all of the flavors were great. And I've got to tell you, I just went to Vegas to a friend's bachelorette party. And uh, someone brought a liquid IV with them. And before we went out for a big party night, I had a liquid IV, drank a lot that evening, and woke up sans hangover. And I think there's nothing better than that. Well, and you look great, too. I think you, you look, look great, too. Thank you. I'm very hydrated. And that makes all the difference, doesn't it? So if you want liquid IV for yourself, go to the website and uh, use promo code 2 mats TWO, no spaces, and you'll get 20% off your purchase and free shipping. Sounds like a plan to me. You got to do it. Get in with Liquid IV. You're going to love it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And what a great week it's been. And it really was. And I remember last week saying, I feel optimistic and maybe in a way that's not stupid. <laughs> because again, I'm not a political analyst, but I had been reading, I had been reading the tea leaves a bit on the mm-hmm. internet and I was like, it seems like even though everyone is threatening a red wave, that the Democrats might be having an okay night. I was optimistic from a while ago. Yes. Like this entire the months leading up to it, even when like things were looking bleak, I was kind of just like, I'm still optimistic. I'm still optimistic and everything. But I never wanted to say that out loud. Of course. Because I did it would be like that time, uh, whatever, early 2020 when the two of us were just like, I don't know how nervous we are about COVID. <laughs> Those old podcasts, I'm sure, are the most embarrassing things we have on the internet. Us being like, I don't think it's gonna be a big deal. Like, whatever. What's the worst thing that could happen? Yes, and I didn't want, you know, 75 years down the 
line right. if like horrible things happened and the country collapsed and we were suddenly like living in a crazy totalitarian fascist totalitarian fascist state. Yes. Um, I, I didn't want there to be like evidence of me sounding so stupid, <laughs> <laughs> like sounding like such a fool. But I wouldn't have sounded like a fool. No. Uh, but Matt Palmer. Yes. What have you done this week? Outside of that, which we will be getting to and the joy that that brought me um, over the weekend. What did I do? Oh, I. um. What did I do Friday? I don't remember what I did Friday. I always have a blank sometimes. But on, on Saturday, we uh, had Jackson's dad's birthday. And so we went to a nice restaurant called The Raymond. That was very good. And then we went back to his parents' house and like did gifts and hung out with, you know, his sister and some of his parents' friends. And that was very fun. And that night, uh, my friends Corey and Janie, as we all know from 2K Matt's fame, came over and we went to Momed, a good restaurant around here, and had that. And then today, it was a very restful, low-key Sunday, we went to the uh, Museum of Neon, which is in Glendale, just like up the street. Museum of Neon? Yes. What are, what are we, uh, uh, what? what? There were like <laughs> neon signs that had been discarded and have been restored to their neon glory. They tell us about the history of neon, how neon is made. Just like a lot of, there is also like a neon artist who like still makes neon things today. And like that is the way that she does her art and that she was having an exhibit there. So it was very, it was actually very cool. That's kind of cool. It was a very, I would recommend that museum. It was only $10 for each of us to get in and it's not too big but it's interesting and like I don't know I guess I feel like you know who doesn't love some neon uh, everyone likes neon and I have to a, say a, what I learned at the neon museum today was in the 80s a lot of that neon stuff was taken down and like cities would remove them from everywhere because it had the connotation of like red lights district girls 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 kind of signs oh my so god people, there's all this like beautiful neon artwork that was done in like the 70s that kind of got trashed and thrown away and so they're trying to restore the neon because the people world. were like neon is sin yeah neon slutty I know wait so okay <laughs> What, how do we define what neon is? Like, I've always thought it was just like a type of color. No, like, well, it is a color, but it's like the Well, actual, I also know it's an element on the periodic it's the, it's, table. And, and but. that element is used in these neon signs. Okay. Like when there is this plasma within the signs that make it light up a certain way. Okay. And there are people at the museum who can tell you much better and more than I can. But it's not just like, oh, it's a neon color. It's like, oh, no, this is a flashing sign with plasma lines in it that light up in this neon way because there's actual neon in it. Well, about like a neon marker, like a highlighter or something. No. Like, is there ne- actual neon in that? So is that really neon? Or is that I, I just mean, a neon illusion? I th- I would call it a neon illusion. <gasps> That's a great <laughs> album title. Gaga. Ne- ne- neon illusions. If she'd called Perfect Illusion neon illusion it would have been a hit oh my god guys <laughs> if we could turn back time so matt Steele, how yes. was your week it was fine i voted and i worked <laughs> that's it that's yeah that's a short sentence well what do you want me to do people i, mean, I did my civic duty and i earned a living for my future and i think that's a beautiful thing i, I thought about my future this week that's all i did so since we're clearly on a high from the <laughs> midterm elections and the results let's just discuss the fact that the Democrats have retained control of the Senate. We have officially won, what was it, 50 seats? 50 seats so far. So far, there's going to be a runoff. Everyone vote for Warnock, for Everend Warnock, for Georgia. If you are in the Georgia area, if you grew up near me, where I grew up, I am no longer registered in Georgia, of course, but damn, I wish I was. Oh, damn it. I can throw a vote Reverend Warnock's way, even though he does text me a lot. <laughs> I, and I was like, of course, he's going to run off. I'm going to get getting these texts for the rest of my life. But no, I follow this guy on Instagram named Brian Derrick, and he has this site that you can sign up for called Oath, where you can make donations to Reverend Warnock's runoff campaign there. And he 
does not sell your information. So you're not going to be getting these texts and calls from different Democratic leaders when it's, you know, voting time. And I would recommend going to Brian Derrick's Instagram page. If you, what I was doing that night of the midterm elections was essentially refreshing this guy's Instagram where he was just explaining things calmly and coolly and was like keeping things positive. And I was watching something on Apple TV Plus that I'll talk about later okay. just because I was like, I cannot keep refreshing my Twitter feed. Oh, were you not watching like a CNN or anything? I was. Oh, I was in front of that TV. Was it you and Travis or just you? Uh, Travis came later because he was working that night and okay. everything. And so I, by that point, I had been sitting there for six hours. And <laughs> but don't you feel insane by yes. the end of that? <laughs> yes. You absolutely do. I but couldn't have it. This was just like for a while. It was just like an unsettling, like insane because like the things that were getting called early, like the Floridas of the world. Oof. I was just like, okay, okay, okay. But I have to remember where I was in 2020 when like things were looking bleak at the yes. beginning of the election returns at the beginning of election night, and we were me, you, and Jackson were just sitting on those couches, <laughs> just like. <sighs> but then things turned around. Um, and so in my head, I kept telling myself, breathe. Yes. It's going to be a long night. Things will not be decided tonight. You just have to keep watching, keep mm-hmm. watching, and keep watching. I did. And then as the night kept going on, and it was discovered that like, oh, a red wave is absolutely not happening. I was just like, oh. Brilliant. I was just like, oh. It's the best. <laughs> and I feel like, it's so funny, because I feel like during the Trump of it all and during those years, there was always so much discourse about like why the Democrats are shitty and why we're always infighting and everything is so bad. The Democrats can't get anything right. The Republicans just always back their candidate, whatever. I mean, there's like a Twitter joke amongst, you know, the people I follow uh, about politics where it's like, even if something amazing, amazing happens, they joke about that. The headlines will be Democrats had all these successes. Here's why that's bad for Joe Biden. Exactly. But it was honestly nice to see as much as we obviously hate Trump to the end of time, the worst human that's ever existed. The fact that he's on his little faux Twitter bashing DeSantis and like there's so much infighting within the Republicans and like they're falling apart. They want to raise the voting age to 21. They want to get rid of mail-in voting and like ballot drop-offs. It's like you mean you don't, you just want to limit people's ability to vote? Like to see them in scrambling in this way brings me joy. Well, but the thing that makes me feel so good about, because the thing is like the Republicans are poised to take the house by a very, very Very slim margin. margin, Um, But the thing is during midterm, midterm elections historically always go horribly for the president, especially during their first term. Like Obama lost like 60 seats in Congress, his first term, like uh, Clinton lost like 50 something seats his first term. And so, historically everyone was like, Oh, it's going to be a disaster for the Democrats. And like, it's completely the opposite. Like, like we kept the Senate, which is amazing. And might even get one more in the Senate. if Warnock wins. Yes. And, uh, the fact that the house, if the Republicans take the house, it's going to be by the slimmest of majorities to the point where, like the speaker of the house, whoever it may be. I'm my wild fantasy is that <laughs> the Republicans are so not united that yeah. like Kevin McCarthy somehow doesn't win, mm. doesn't get the votes to become speaker of the house. I would love that. That would be a stretch, but um, <laughs> that like, it'll be hard to sort of like get a consensus among them. And it'll be hard to, it, it, it would just be hard for them to like block as much as they Absolutely. had blocked before. And so, and also the fact that there was such a rejection by the American people of Trumpism, all of the people who were just like the election deniers and that thing, they 
lost Every, except for jd vance who somehow won but <laughs> but the ones in like the battleground states all fucking lost they lost and so that is just such a clear sign to the republican party that the people of america do not want this no. republican party they no. want to say fuck you to trump and all of that craziness they want they want the Republicans to govern, which is what they are paid to do and what they are put in office to do. They are not paid to sit there and obstruct and scream right. about election fraud and, right. and and try to like impeach President Biden for things that are not impeachable, like right. for random things that aren't even real. Like they just want the people to govern and do their damn job. So they think that like this will be very much a shift in the Republican Party oh. to say like no. We need to start rejecting Donald Trump. That was the biggest, that is the greatest thing about what happened this week. It it feels like, it feels like we're going back to what politics used used to be and should be. And it's like, of course, DeSantis is a monster (laughs) and like no version of the Republican Party will I ever vote for most like, well, 100% likely. (laughs) But if it's not like, only built on bigoted hate even if it's that's the undercurrent which it always was and always will be if it's not like blatantly racist blatantly and like in a way that is inhumane and fascist and evil like i'll take that small sliver of a win absolutely i will yeah and you don't expect to like you know our side doesn't always expect to have full control every single time right. like and you always expect there to be like shifts oh right now the democrats control the house and republicans control the senator like there's always going to be shifts and everything as years and centuries go by and everything but at least knowing that that it will go back to relatively sane politics and i also want to say just to give a shout out to every gen z person who got out there and voted all of the young people who voted in this election you made all the difference so as much as we millennials may joke about your big clothing or whatever you care to or do or your 2 minute songs exactly or you know how tiktok works cuz we're still lost lost we appreciate you the fact that you went on vote cuz there's a there's a definitely a version of this story in which the young voters are so apathetic about all the parties they don't even do shit but gen z did not do that and Mm -hmm. i am so thankful to them because it just young people generally don't vote especially in midterms in midterms and that is not the case they came out and the amazing thing is i think they went they voted for democrats like 70 something percent or something like that and you know the younger generations tend to vote for the more liberal side of things and everything but that was just a horrifying shock to the Republican Party just like oh shit we really have lost the younger generation like we so we have to shift our focus and like they're gonna try to do things like try to gain some voters from that demographic good luck (laughs) good luck but like hopefully like this will be a turning point in the Republican Party to say like no you know what you actually need to adopt some of these more progressive platforms in your in your platform so that you don't get left behind with time. <laughs> Should we rename the podcast Matt's Save America? Oh my God. Because <laughs> I feel like this was really Gen Z and the Cathy's all coming together <laughs> and doing beautiful things. Um, and one more thing I want to shout out. Katy Perry and to all of the other L.A. celebrities who tweeted about voting for Rick Caruso. And if you don't know much about Rick Caruso, he is a lifelong Republican who's a billionaire who bought his way into the mayoral race. And uh, he... 
is disgusting and horrible and switched to being a Democrat right before this election just so he'd have the possibility of possibly winning. He's a piece of shit, and Katy Perry, so the fuck are you? You have spent your entire career saying, oh, I've dis- like, I've distanced myself from my parents because they don't support LGBTQ issues. I'm progressive. Look at me in the Big Brother house meeting with all these progressive activists and all this shit, and you're going to take a picture of yourself at the ballot box voting for this asshole who hates homeless people and only wants to like remove them from view? Like, I, if you are a celebrity who was paid to do that and you did that stupid fucking shit, fuck you. And I'm not. And smile sucks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> smile sucks. We were being as nice as we could in that little video. It's bad. Your music's been bad for a long time. I was thinking about going to see your Vegas show, and I certainly will not now. And I hate that Lisa Vanderpump's on this list, the Kardashians. And it's just like, how much were these people paid? Is that even legal? Like, the fact that he has spent so much money to in this race and he's still fucking losing. Thank God. I mean, well, first of all, never really over is great, but <laughs> it is. But that was done before. That, that was, was done. But that thing. was just that was just tacked on to yes. smile. Um, but the thing with Rick Russo is just like, like the annoying thing that like I heard like in the ether why some people were voting for him was that just like oh well you know it'll be a change it'll be a change like with with Karen Bass who's winning thank god with Karen Bass like it'll just be more of the same you know and it's like that's such an empty talking you don't even know what you're saying you know what would also be a change if we voted for my pet hamster (laughs) like does that mean my pet hamster should be the mayor of LA people are morons and 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 so the, the thing is, like, he was like, oh, he's going to do all this and everything. But, like, he had no governmental, like, experience. None. Like, you're going to vote for someone with no experience to run the city of L.A.? That's just crazy to me. And so I'm very glad that Karen Bass is leading. The fact that he spent $100 million of his own money for this campaign and was inundating, uh, like, the entire city with his commercials and everything. And Karen Bass only has spent $9 million. Like not her own money. It's like the fact that she only spent $9 million and is winning. And right. he spent $100 million of his own money just lighting it on fire right. and is losing. It's just like, I mean, hey, the people know. He's, <laughs> the, he's the, the Dr. Know. Oz of LA. Like, I mean, goodbye, babe. The thing is like, what could you have done with that hundred million dollars? Like you could, right. have, like Rick Russo, you have you you know gave us the Grove and stuff like that. But you could have done so much with that hundred million dollars. Right. You could have started organizations and or things that like create jobs for the the homeless people and right. like something that helps the like you could have done something more with that hundred million dollars other than just be a vanity. Oh, I want to be mayor. It thing. seems like this is not the year for the billionaire. It is. <laughs> you not. know what I mean? Like Zuckerberg is floundering. Uh, this guy, fucking um, Mr. Musk, Mr. Oh, Mr. Twitter. Musk, Mr. Twitter, Ooh. Rihanna. <laughs> All the billionaires are really Kanye. Flopping. Kanye, Ooh. he's not a billionaire anymore. Well, well, that Adidas deal really lowered him. But yes, it's not your year, Rick Russo. I never want to see you again. And um, I think that might be it for the midterm discussion. <laughs> we just we we were excited. It really could have gone so many different ways. And it's nice to come in with some good news. And again, thanks to the young people. Okay, in other news. Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, has made over the weekend $180 million. I cannot wait to see this film. I'm excited about it. I'm nervous. I feel like there's going to be a lot of grief as a part of the storyline. I feel like to dealing with uh, Chadwick Boseman's passing, obviously, um, meaning that the character, I believe, is also passed away in the film. Yes. 
So I'm excited to see it, but I am nervous, but I'm also just thrilled to see it make so much money. I realize it's a Marvel movie, but whatever. It's Black Panther. There are black people in it, and there are black <laughs> superstars who made $30, $330 million uh, internationally, and I feel like a lot of black films are don't get greenlit because they're told, oh, well, you'll never make money internationally. Like, everywhere else is so racist. It's like, A, U.S. is racist too. B, <laughs> look at this. Here's exhibit A for you. So, obviously, Marvel's its own thing, but I'm just happy to see it succeed. Yeah, I'm happy to see that, you know, movie theaters are seem to be doing well this year and everything. I'm glad Angela Bassett has such Ooh. a huge platform in this movie because, I mean, everyone loves Angela Bassett. So, the fact that she is, like, leading this movie, apparently she's the main character. Did Letitia like, Wright get vaccinated? <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. Because I know she was retweeting anti-vax shit like peak COVID times like when they were trying to film this movie so yeah and I, I know she like held it held things up the fact that she was refusing to get vaccinated but I imagine she finally she did because they were right? just like girl we need to make this movie I know and they were probably just like or we will replace you and we don't care uh, right we, we we'll will figure replace. It out. and she was probably like okay fine I'll do it exactly Um. so love that did you see that Chris Evans is the sexiest man alive I mean sure I'd have sex with I him I mean it just always brings me back there are a few Big moments of Chris Evans and in the hotness of his career. Obviously, when he was in, was he in the? No, not another teen movie was what he was in. He wasn't yes, in scary movie. We right? all, no, he he was in another teen movie and he with had the, the whipped cream. The whipped with, cream. We remember that. I believe there's an early two thousands flaunt magazine. I want to say there's a photo spread of Chris Evans where he's like kind of in a dark bedroom. I just urge you all to look it up. I'm okay. sure. I believe it's flaunt. If it's not, I'll figure out what it is and let you all know. But it's formative for many gays. I don't know if I'm old enough yet to look it up. You are. <laughs> is it is it eighteen plus content? It is. It is PG thirteen. He's an actor. Oh, like, good thing anybody. I just crossed thirteen. This is exhausting. <laughs> but yes, uh, and the sweater from Knives Out and the Glass Onions coming out soon. I mean, he's not in it, but that first Knives Out, he made that sweater a huge thing. Oh, everyone th- that was like the sexiest okay. sweater alive. I, I'm wearing that sweater in the fucking uh, Cats review video. Oh, you are. <laughs> I, I look good in it too. <laughs> uh, everyone, check out the Cats review. Um. So yes, congratulations to. Chris Evans. When are we going to be sexiest man alive? Are I we going to have to like share that? Like, yeah, like we have to share so much in our God lives now. <laughs> that People Magazine's sexiest men alive yeah. 20, 20, 30? Yeah, sure. We'll go aim for twenty thirty. Okay. Also, I'd like this. justice for Jonathan Majors. That men's uh, that spread of his just came out recently. I would like him to be sexiest man alive. Soon. I want to be the first gay sexiest man alive. Is Jonathan Majors gay? Isn't he the gay one? No. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> oh, it's Jonathan Majors, the big guy. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I'm thinking of uh, the guy from... Uh, Wicked that just got that cast. Just got cast oh, yes, Wicked. the white man. No, there are two different Jonathans. Okay. Um, speaking of beautiful black people, Big Brother 24 winner Taylor Hale has officially come out as being in a relationship with Joseph. With Joseph. Joseph Abden. This uh, is a shock to no one. Exactly. Guys. She came out of no closet. <laughs> they have she been, walked through an open doorway. They have been teasing this relationship for so long. But I'm glad it real is real because they are beautiful together. And they seem to both be kind on the show, They're yes? They're beautiful apart. Too. <laughs> That's true. Beautiful together, beautiful apart. And they were nice on the show, right? Like oh, they, they, were, they were in love with each other. Wow. And it was just like so obvious. And are Derek X and Claire still My girl together? Claire. Yes, they are, wow. baby. I hope they double date. Oh my God. I would love that. I This was a very exciting magazine drop and it was a shock to nobody because 
apparently they had their first kiss kiss finale night. Oh, it was like of course they did. They were like you look at his eyes when she is giving her final like plea, and yeah. it's just like oh he loves her. <laughs> he loves hey, her. That's just taste. Good for him. But yeah, this was this was a wonderful drop. We were all excited, but it will not be Derek X and Claire <laughs> posting those the the us. I mean, weekly. those pictures were in. Same. And iconic. <laughs> I suppose. Um, well, if just keeping up with the Twitter drama, if you have not been on Twitter this past week, it's been a complete and total fucking mess. <laughs> Twitter blue rolled out. People uh, got their blue check mark and they were paying for it. And the way that this is displayed on the site is essentially if you click a blue check mark, it will tell you whether this person had it historically because they were like someone of importance or if they purchased it, which I think is just a little... Like embarrassing. Like, what's the point of having it if when you click on it, it shows that you bought it? Yeah. Um, and B, they I don't think are even allowing you to buy the Twitter Blue at this point with the verification because so many parody accounts were changing their, you know, names to be big companies and tweeting out things that were ridiculous. And so they had a parody problem. And the biggest example of this was uh Eli Lilly, who is a billionaire company that I believe is selling insulin, and there was a parody account of Eli Lilly that was saying, by the way, it's all insulin is free, blah, blah, blah. And it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is kind of what it should be since this is something that will save the lives of people with diabetes. Why does it cost so much? Valid point. But since this tweet went viral, even though the account now sure has been suspended, Twitter Blue cost Eli Lilly billions of dollars at the stock market. The stock completely crashed after this giant thing happened on Twitter Blue. And it's just like, man, Elon, you're bad at this. <laughs> well, you're the, bad at this. The thing that's so funny is that he like bought Twitter like bragging like I'm going to eliminate the bots and I'm going mm. to eliminate the frauds and I'm going to and it's like but you just created a system that allows people to like create parody accounts with a blue check mark yes. next to them so it looks official so like it'll just <laughs> You like, empowered the frauds. Like it's so insane and funny (laughs) and it's like so crazy how many people are either leaving or being let go or whatever from twitter it's i read some article that i wish i had the details of but essentially like the developers themselves have to like check with there's like barely a legal department anymore it's like the things that they do they don't even know if it's legal i don't know they don't have a department that's in charge of that so it seems like it's up to the developers or the product managers or someone there that shouldn't have to be worrying about the legalities of this shit it just is a complete dumpster fire. I really do wonder where this all goes from here with so many people not being involved. And it just seems like he's going to be left there standing on his own with his pants down. Who knows? Who knows if Twitter will go? Who knows if it will stay? But the thing I love about Twitter, there are a lot of things I don't like about Twitter, but like the <laughs> thing I love about Twitter is like everyone is really just living for the moment. In there. Like, like it, you are just right there in the midst of the mess and people are just trying to make the best of it, like having fun with it. And yeah. it's like, all right, I'm here for the entertainment. Let's all take a joke. Um, something that was really great for me I don't believe you ever watched the show but Lauren Conrad of Laguna Beach and the Hills fame made an appearance with Kristen Cavallari and Steven from Laguna Beach to discuss Steven, Steven. is that, that how, how they, she said that's it? how they all said his name Steven Steven okay. <laughs> uh, made an appearance on their podcast they have a Laguna Beach rewatch podcast and for the season finale they got Lauren Conrad to come on even though she has very clearly distanced herself from reality TV she has these big brands these days these big clothing brands and like home decor things but she went back on and it was really a lovely listen where Kristen and Lauren both apologized to each other for calling each other sluts. <laughs> <laughs> 
and like Lauren was like in rewatching it I just felt like you two were so in love why was anyone rooting for me like you two were actually dating and I was the other girl but since she was the narrator and like the show was edited in like from Lauren's POV Kristen was like the biggest villain in the world and I don't know it just was nice to see the three of them reconnect as a person who watched that season of television cried when they graduated and then when I graduated was like I don't feel as much (laughs) (laughs) when they uh, apologized to each other profusely did they like sound apologetic or did they just sound like this no they were really they sound I'm so sorry (laughs) no they sounded really uh, sorry about that thing I did (laughs) they sound like they have become fully formed human beings and were truly apologizing it seems like they've hung out and have been friendly since the show anyways okay Um, but yeah I just will never forget there was an episode on once well I remember the first time I saw the show and I didn't know that it was reality I I was and I was just like this is the worst acting I've ever seen (laughs) in my entire life Um, I just remember one time like years later just watching it and uh, someone was trying to explain something to a girl and the girl's response was just she dropped him like a bad habit <laughs> like dead face and I just remember being like girl like come on give us our sh-. like I never understood the show I will say from knowing what I know it is brilliant to have season one of Laguna Beach be from Lauren's perspective and then to flip it and then have it That's, be Kristen's it perspective season. some fucking Devo shit that is some Devo shit <laughs> yes, available now ladies absolutely. and gentlemen spoiler alert but like whatever just watch it just watch it um, so yes I kind of want to rewatch the show now I think it's on Netflix and I'm like I don't know if I can fit there's so much on with White Lotus and Winter House and things like that I don't know if I can fit into my busy viewing schedule but I would like to um, I, I pray that you can. I pray that I can too. There's a Christina Aguilar documentary in the works. Uh, talk, talking about what? Um, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I guess what she's up to these days. Like maybe just like we're going through her story from being a big teen idol to, you know, whatever she's up to these days. Talking about the 20th anniversary of Stripped, I'm sure. I'm 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 I would watch it. I it like that. Okay, big deal for me. Good for her. Millie Bobby Brown wants to play Britney Spears in the biopic. Saw that. How do you feel about it? I mean, that's cool. Um, I, I don't know. I've when people actors are always just like I want. I need to play this real person. I need to play this real person. And everything, and I'm kind of just like I don't. Oh wait, I forgot that I really want to play Richard Simmons. <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. your Britney Spears. All right. So I can relate to Millie Bobby Brown in, in that aspect. She sees Britney Spears and she wants to play her. But like, you know, I see Britney Spears and I want to play her as well. <laughs> I also do love that whenever someone says they want to play her, Britney has an Instagram post a couple days later being like, by the way, I'm not dead. <laughs> Everyone loves to make it's, the idea of making movies about me, but I'm not dead. But it's like, well, yeah, but there won't be a death scene in the movie. Of course, because you're not dead. Because <laughs> you're not dead. As Pink said. I am not dead. Just floating. Oh, what a great song. That album, excellent. Um, Do you see the Spice Girls minus Mel B reunited for Jerry's 50th birthday? I've watched the video 500,000 times. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I feel great. All right. Well, congratulations to you and all other Spice Girls fans. They're all just there dancing. And Victoria's probably lipping along. I mean. Like dancing at, to, at Jerry's party. I hope at some point all five of them got back together. They will. They, it's hard to get five people, especially Mel B lives in the United States. Okay. It's hard. I'm just saying. It's hard to have a reunion, okay? Lastly, how do you feel about Jimmy Kimmel hosting next year's Oscars? That's nice. I think they're going to be a lot of 
slap. I'm just already waiting for the slap joke because I feel like we finally turned the corner on the slap mm-hmm. and it's going to come back up. For oh, us. absolutely. I've been, I've been prepared <laughs> for the slap jokes for the next Oscars for <laughs> since the slap happened the first time. I don't I, I think Jimmy Kimmel was a very good Oscars host, actually. Yeah. I'm also a person, an award show junkie who does not put any stock in, in the host. who's hosting an right. award show. Like, I don't know. It's it. Because they're just like host for like, they do like a five minute monologue right. and then they pop up every now and then every like 45 minutes. And right. I don't know. I, I'm not someone who's like, oh, the host makes or breaks the show. Right. I really don't believe that in the slightest. Okay. Yeah. So, but Jimmy Kimmel's cool. I think he did a very good job his first two times. So why not give a third a try? All right. Yeah. I guess we'll see how he does. I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't. I'm not looking forward to the slap jokes, but I just know they're coming, so I will just prepare myself. I remember when there were rumors that like Chris Rock would host the next. Now that show. would be something. That would be something. He probably asked for a lot of money. I'm sure. <laughs> and they're probably and like no. I feel like he's done some shitty things since the slap that I haven't really kept up with because again I needed a break, but. I don't know. We'll we'll all be there watching next year. And the, the thing I'm praying for is that the slap, even though we're sad that the slap happened, um, maybe it'll just get more people watching That's the Oscars true. next year and they'll be able to air all of the categories live. This is very Housewives, like hoping that some big violent event increases <laughs> ratings. This is literally what happens on the Housewives. So welcome to our lives. Thank you. <laughs> Matt Steele, is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share? I don't think so. All right. Well. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more 2 Game Mats, the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. We're, We're back. back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we have two different cameras set yes. up here and one is blocking the monitor, but everything's working well. We are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you lovely people might have. Yes. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. And or if you are watching this on YouTube, you can comment below. We actually got two comment email my heart. Wow. This week. It's very exciting. Super exciting. All right. So this one is from uh, Pretty Frog. Okay. Email my heart. Hey, guys. First of all, sorry for my English. So I'm a 21-year-old student from an Arab country, and I'm going to move out to Canada soon. Oh, I'm so excited about it, but I'm kind of nervous because when I finally got the chance to move from my homophobic environments, a.k.a. my family and most of my friends, and potentially moving to a country that is more accepting, my family wants me to stick with the religious and Arab community there because I don't know anyone there except of that for them and mm. I have to be dependent on them at least in the beginning because it's a kind of scary moving out to another country on your own. So, but I really want to change my environment and get the chance to know new people who will accept me for who I am. And again, I still love my friends and family regardless because I kind of get where they came from, from giving the society and religion where they grew up with. So I can't really be, I can't really punish them for that, but I'm done. I think it's time for me to live my life and put myself first. Wow. So what do you think I should do? And should, and should you got, I really need your advice on this. I think you are doing such an incredibly brave thing and Mm. something that like I feel like would be tough for any person to do. Like imagining myself in your shoes, it just seems like such a scary leap of faith to go to an entirely new country. But at the end of the day, you are doing 
the bravest and best thing you can do for yourself. You want to live a full life, one that allows you to be your full self. And if you need to go to Canada to do that, then it's a beautiful thing that you're doing. Um, I think starting off with people in the religious community or in the community that, you know, you have a connection to previously makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think that is a bad thing to do, but I also think you should make sure to push yourself to find more people outside of that, that you are looking for, you know, that you moved for a reason. And I think there are going to be communities that you could be a part of in Canada that maybe you could not be a part of in your hometown. And so I just encourage you, even if they're a soft place to land, don't get stuck with the same kind of people that you were already with because there's a whole big world out there. There's a hot lot of communities that maybe you're a part of that you wanted to get more exposure to. And you're already doing such a brave thing that I think once you get there, doing even more brave stuff is going to come naturally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? And, you know, I, I do think it it is – I imagine that you maybe your family might know people in, in Canada who are in the same community that you grew up with and everything. So that would be a nice place to start just to, like – develop some relationships in yeah. Canada right away. You have things in common and everything. But also I imagine because those people live in Canada, even if they do come from similar religious backgrounds, yeah. or still they're in another, they've been in another country for a long time. Maybe they are a little bit more progressive yeah. than, than the same people who are in your country. And so, so I think you can have a lot of success with that, but you can also, I think you can do both. You can have your friends who do come from a similar background, you and your friends that you you are branching out. Exactly. With so I think you are going to be very successful. Absolutely. Moving and creating new opportunities for yourself is always great. Canada is awesome. I'm in the middle of Big Brother Canada 4 now. <laughs> that is not what we're but talking about. But we love Canada. About. Canadians are like famously nice and good people. That's, That's true. The thing. That so is like, true. You are going to meet so many great people up there in Canada. And yes. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I, I think, think you can find groups. There's like meetups and things you can find people of your similar ilk that you wanted to be around and the reason for the move I again have no real concern because you're already taking the big brave step oh yeah you're so, making you're taking the initiative yourself already that means that you've got it like you've yes, got the bravery to totally. do it and it's gonna be great and we're very proud of you yeah. because again it's not an easy thing to do so congratulations on the move yeah. I can't please email or write us again telling us how it's going because I would love an update and I'm just I'm excited for you congratulations congratulations again. uh uh, next question comes to us from Jesse. Jesse says, Matt S and Matt P, I love y'all's take on music as a black gay man. Both of y'all's opinions really resonate with me. Doesn't matter if I disagree or agree. My question is, have you heard of the new British girl group Flow? If not, check them out. I would love to hear your opinion. I actually listened to them. So have you heard of them? Oh, I've heard of them. A cardboard box. They're kind of like, I think m &E writes on a lot of their shit. So this makes sense. <laughs> that is why the songs are so good. Yes. <laughs> I felt like a cardboard box is excellent. I listened to the EP. I don't have my phone with me right now, but there's another song on that EP that I really loved and kind of gave me like Aaliyah. Immature. It was probably immature. Immature. Excellent. Great. <laughs> like they are, and it's like so rare, I feel like these days to get a brand new girl group that's like exciting and cohesive and makes really good music from Jump. So I'm excited to see where Flo goes. And they are so unapologetically like hearkening back to like the early 2000s. Yes. Like you listen to, is it Immature that I was thinking of? And, or it's, I think it's Immature. And like, I swear I could hear some of those bubbles. <laughs> I swear I could hear some of those hey. like writings on the wall. 
wall stuff. And so I'm just so happy that they really lean into it because the songs are great and yes. they sound great. And I really like it. There's another song. I think their most recent release mm. um, is called Not My Job. It's so I need to listen to that. Good. I need to listen to it's that. It's so good. So yeah, I'm I I was very into Flow yes. with what I've heard. So, so we're we're both Flow fans. We're both and Flow fans. Cardboard Box is an excellent debut single. Oh, Cardboard Box. Ooh. It's it's like if it's like if irreplaceable, like content wise, yes. um, had a sound of like Destiny's Child. Yes. Like it's really really thrilling. Great. Um. So next question comes to us from Jessica. Jessica says character realizations. Hi, Matt and Matt. Long time no talk. It's your favorite Used to the Dark stand back again. Yes. I want, first wanted to say how proud I am of both of you. Your hard work, both on this channel and off, doesn't go unnoticed. Oh, Thank you. She's so sweet. And yeah, we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, editing that uh, album covers video, I was just like, damn, like all, all the little images I, I had know. to do. For, I was just like, this is so exhausting. But everyone seemed to like that video, so it was worth it. Anyway, at my job, we are able to listen to music and it has allowed me to revisit a lot of my favorite cast recordings. One day I was feeling like getting into my emotions in my cubicle <laughs> and put on Dear Evan Hansen. It reminded me how incredible Ben Platt is, but also how terrible the character of Evan Hansen is. <laughs> how one character can manage to hurt so many people and never apologize is beyond me. I was wondering if there was a character either in movies, shows, or musicals that sitting back and looking at them makes you realize they might not be as good of a person as we think thank you both so much for everything love you both always thank you for being a constant place of joy in my life for so many years i actually disagree about oh. the character of Evan i i don't know i think words fail is a, a giant apology yeah. song so i wouldn't say he doesn't apologize i also don't underestimate people's gripe with dear evan hansen like i, I don't like it's like yeah the character obviously like makes a very big mistake. He does yeah. so with good intentions he does. and it obviously spirals and goes out of control and gets ahead of him. Right. Uh, have you seen Dear Evan Hansen or have you just, I've just oh, seen the movie. movie. Okay, okay. I've never seen the um, stage show. When I saw the show, cause I kind of was with you before I saw the show, but okay. then once you see it, and you see how many opportunities he had to tell the truth and how, to me, it felt like his motivation did change at a point. Mm -hmm. Like, initially, it certainly was like, I want to bring, like, joy to these this family mm -hmm. and like I want I, I am too embarrassed to tell you what's really happening and like it's not harming anyone but at some point I do think all the attention got to him and he was in love with the sister not I mean spoiler alert if you haven't seen Dear Evan Hansen but I felt like halfway through I was like alright motherfucker like you're making this worse you've mm -hmm. got to fix this and he does and he gets caught and it's just I, I don't think he's a terrible person but there, it, the snowball had gotten so big where I'm like, you've got to put a stop to this. And yeah. He, it took so long for him to do so. But see, that's why I think it's a good story. Because it's <laughs> like, like, because like the character suddenly turns and like it, it I think a, an interesting theme with Dear Evan Hansen is how some people can do things with good intentions. And then, especially with the social media aspect of the world, like yeah. they can suddenly get some sort of recognition and fame from it. And then the goodness that they're portraying gets out of hand and they suddenly develop like slightly narcissistic <laughs> characteristics and then right. they become a grifter from it and right. that is how Sean King was born and so <laughs> oh <laughs> so like God. I that's why I think it's a, a I like the plot of Dear Evan Hansen because it's it's 
kind of complex to me it and is. it's a complex character he starts off innocent and everything and then he starts getting things he wants from this right. what's happening and then he s- turns you know not, not evil but like <laughs> <laughs> you show his morphing into something bigger and a little more upsetting to watch which, yes. which so to answer this question like I don't know I love it when characters are flawed and horrible people I like when they're flawed I think there's probably a line for a lot of us um, I can't think of a movie where I, that I really loved where the character I wasn't rooting for you know what okay. I mean okay. um, like yeah like when I'm looking back on like a dream girls like I mean Jennifer Hudson's character wasn't like terribly nice all the time she was a diva she was a diva and like she was a little cruel to Beyonce <laughs> at a point <laughs> yeah but Beyonce but stole her gig she did and her man but Beyonce didn't know about the song about <laughs> she didn't know about one night only and Beyonce's was better like, sorry, the ballad <laughs> version is not as good as the disco version, and we all should be able to say that, okay? okay. All right. Fair. Fair. Yeah. So, Matt Steele. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? I mean, there is a quote somewhere, and I think they mentioned it on CNN as I was watching, mm. The Election Day Returns, is there is something that people crave more than joy, and that is relief. <laughs> and the right. relief I have felt... Since election day, it feels like I'm just like walking on air. I know. Like, and it, it just made me realize how like upset and anxious I was for just like the time, months, years, who knows yes. how long prior, just like seeing things, how how things were turning. I mean, like our democracy was at risk <laughs> because like if the Republicans, if like the, the election denying Republicans who were super Trump loyalist people did have a red wave and they did win all of their elections, like who knows what kind of disaster could have happened in 2024 um, and beyond. So, so much was at stake this election and the fact that like, even though Republicans are probably going to take the house, like there are many, many, many more of the sane Republicans (laughs) who are doing so. And so just the relief of knowing like, you know what? Maybe things will be okay. And those awful, crazy insurrectionists will not win. (laughs) Like, maybe that will all happen. And I just, I've just been feeling (laughs) so. Good. And another bit of relief. Yes. I I have it on my phone where like every piece of mail I get, it um it sends me an email of okay. like this is what you're gonna receive that day. Like mm. it's I forget UPS tracking something. I forget. <laughs> um, I used it when I moved and I just never got rid of it. And so I woke up one morning uh last week and I saw I was getting something from Los Angeles housing department or whatever, mm. and I was just like, oh my god. Are they raising my rent? Is my rent being raised? No. And I was like, and um, I was telling Travis, my roommate, I was like, I'm worried that I'm going to get a letter saying your rent is $500 more. And <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God, what am I going to do? Am I going to have to leave the apartment? Is Travis going to be like, I can't afford to live here anymore and move and I'm going to find another roommate? I was so nervous about it. I get that letter. Yeah. And I braced for the worst. Okay. And I opened that letter. And it just was a letter to inform me, by the way, your building is uh, rent controlled. <laughs> I love that. And so your rent will not be raised. <laughs> we just want to make sure this is how much you are paying, right? Because this is how much you're supposed to pay. And I'm like, yes, that is how much I am paying. Congratulations. And that is how much I will continue to pay. It's so a it was, thing. it was, again, a true blue. <laughs> as my voice and speech teacher, Craig Mathers from freshman year of college, mm. would say, a true blue sigh of relief. 
Um, <laughs> that was probably really loud with a bunch of kids in the class. Oh, and we made it loud because sure it was true, did. and it was blue. Ba- oh, blue! It was yes, blue. it's all blue, baby. It's all blue this week. Babe. I love that. Oh well, for me, uh, I was telling you about the night that uh, the election results were coming in. And I was getting too nervous. I had done my little walk. I had gotten my dinner. I needed something to get my mind off of refreshing this Twitter feed as much as I was. And so I turned on Apple TV Plus and I began to watch Selena Gomez's My Mind and Me. <gasps> oh. A new documentary. And I have to say, I knew so little about her I didn't realize. I mean, I knew that she started on Barney. I knew she had mental health challenges. I knew Justin Bieber. I knew the music. But I didn't realize that... Did you know that she canceled the revival tour halfway through because she had a a psychotic break? No. And apparently she had to go into a mental institution at this point. She's been through a lot. Like, I feel like we know that she has anxiety and that she has lupus and that she has things that you know, prevent her from performing her best sometimes. And like, she just has a lot going on internally, but I didn't know the depth of it. And I also was, I learned so much about like, she's doing a lot of promo for her 2020 release rare at a point. And you can tell it is just draining her. The questions are so like kind of vacuous and she gets very pissed off or like some of the questions even are good, but the interviewer like doesn't ask a follow up or it's just like, okay, thanks. Goodbye. And like, she's like, this made me feel like a product. This made me feel like I was back in my Disney days. Mm. I don't want to feel like this ever again. X, Y, Z. And you see this side of her where the industry is kind of breaking her spirit or like taking the fun out of what her job is. And then she goes to, um, I don't remember if she went to, She went to Africa. I don't remember if it was Kenya or where she went, but she went and she met with these school children who she had like helped fund this school in this African country and uh, sat down and like spent time talking to them. And whenever she is having a one-on-one communication with, you know, one of those school girls or even like some of her fans, some of them are that are special needs. It's like the light in her eyes reappears. Like she is at her heart, someone who wants to communicate one-on-one. She's like a philanthropist more so than she is a fucking pop star. Someone doing something good with all the money they have. Hello. Elon Musk could take notes, but it almost was like, girl, quit your job. (laughs) Like, I don't know if she's made enough money or not, but she was just so clearly drained and like sucked dry by this industry that just takes and takes and makes her feel like, am I just this vain person who only cares about like the Instagram followers I have? But then you see her in these environments where she's really connecting with people and really making their lives better and like hearing about she like asks some of these schoolgirls about like boys and they all like laugh and this one girl's like I need to get my education and like that is my important thing I want to be a full person when I meet a boy and like that cannot get in the way of what I'm doing right now that's right girl boys are trash and Selena Gomez was like oh shit <laughs> like why am I learning this from you like teen and it just is a really it made my, me like her so much more and I always liked her music and like thought she was cool but like it, the heart that she has and all that she's going through, like she's, you can see her at points where she's in chronic pain and it's really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. But truly, I can't, she's like, when all of this is done, I am going to spend my time doing philanthropy and like that's what fills me up. And as much as like, I loved Rare, I loved Revival, I hope she makes more music. I can't wait till she's at that part of her career where she can, because it's like, that is you at your fullest capacity. Like you, 
I bet she like would sleep better. She's like, when I'm in London, when I'm doing promo gigs, I have nightmares every night. Mm. I and like you'd see her waking up at God, like at ass crack of dawn, and like people just like putting makeup all over her face. And she's just like not looking, not breathing. It's just like I I'm excited for her for her next phase of her life because I think she's gonna enjoy it a lot more. And it honestly feels like what she was put on the planet to do. I mean, so, that's great. It's real, it really oh, is a good much. watch. I would recommend that documentary a lot because it, it made me see her in a whole new way and I only want good things for her. I always found her to be a very likable celebrity. You know, totally. I, especially I love seeing her with, it seems like she's having so much fun with Steve Martin and Martin Short right. on Only Murders in the Building. Yes. Like I think, I, I've always liked Selena Gomez and I think her music's great, especially yes. when she worked with Julia Michaels. Yes. Um, and so, I mean, all the power to her. I'm glad her documentary is a success. I know. I'm feel like I feel like a lot of people are talking about it and it really is great. So if you have an hour and a half or two hours to spare, I recommend you giving it a watch. Okay. A two hours to spare because she's so rare. She's so very she's rare. So rare. It's a great, <laughs> great song. song. Matt Steele. Yes. Anything else you want to tell the people? That we love you so much, guys. Good yes. work this week with your voting. Yes, Oh, the kids are voting. I'm so proud I'm of so them. I'm so proud they're voting as well. Vote if you're in Georgia. Vote December Yes, the 6th. runoff is coming. Please vote or donate to Reverend Warnock's campaign. We believe we can get to 51. That would really be something. Oh, it would be so, Fuck. so great. It would be so great. So great. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching. And we'll be back next week with more 2 Game Max, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.